Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to Liturgical Libations and Lamentations. Here at Libations and Lamentations, we believe that all people are theologians, whether they like it or not. As such, we hope this podcast will help to refine and shape the theology of the church, particularly lay men and women, toward a more orthodox and articulate expression. Greetings, podcast listener. We're excited to share with you the first in our series of bonus material. Today is not only the first day of our podcast, but it is also a special day. Today, September 26, is the day when the Anglican Church in North America's calendar commemorates one of the church's greatest teachers and theologians, Bishop Lancelot Andrews. Now, you may be thinking to yourself, I've never heard of Bishop Lancelot Andrews. Fortunately, after this podcast, that won't be a problem anymore. However, I'm sure you have heard of the King James Bible, a project with which he was intimately connected. During the reign of King James I, Andrews was not only a bishop in the Church of England, but also one of the king's favorite preachers. And as a profoundly gifted linguist, it's not surprising that Bishop Andrews was both one of the primary editors of the Old Testament in the King James Bible, but he also served in some capacity as its general editor. Lancelot Andrews is considered to be a hallmark of the theologians often referred to as the Caroline Divines. And as AJ mentioned, his eloquence made him a favorite of King James, and he frequented the royal residences both as preacher and as chaplain even while he served as Bishop of Chichester, then Ely, and finally Winchester. But more than an eloquent preacher and translator, Lancelot Andrews was truly a man of prayer. In recent years, his collection of private prayers have been published, and these prayers are a treasure trove of deep and rich Christian expression. Through his prayers, it is clear that all of Andrews' achievements for the faith were an overflow of a deeply personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I was first introduced to Bishop Andrews by T.S. Eliot. Eliot, in many ways, saw Andrews as a spiritual mentor. And as Eliot quotes Andrews in his later poetry more than any other source, Eliot saw in Andrews the expression of English Catholicism that he desired to espouse. Bishop Andrews' deeply personal faith is also reflected in his theology, which was profoundly practical and pastoral. Given that emphasis, it's no surprise that his theology is most fully expressed in his collection of sermons. Yet, for all that it's primarily practical and pastoral, the impact of Andrews' theology on Anglicanism can't be overstated. Andrews was one of the first Anglican theologians to make an explicit scriptural argument for the necessity of bishops. And this was in contrast with many of the theologians at the time of the English Reformation, who argued that whether or not the English church had bishops was merely a matter for the king's discretion. In addition, Andrews played a prominent role in shaping the Anglican approach to the early church. He was explicit in interpreting scripture in light of the holistic teaching of the undivided church which was a pattern that would help shape Anglican thought and practice for centuries. In light of this understanding, Bishop Andrews saw himself not merely as an Anglican, but rather a Christian bishop within the Church Catholic, 
He commented regarding the English church that the boundaries of her faith were not peculiar or distinctive, but that they were determined by one canon, reduced to writing by God himself. Two testaments, three creeds, four general councils, five centuries, and the series of church fathers in that period. The centuries, that is, before Constantine and the two after. Perhaps Bishop Andrew's most important theological emphasis and profound contribution was his doctrine of the Incarnation. Andrew saw Christ's Incarnation as the act in which man and God were united, which in turn paved the way for our reconciliation with and union with God in Jesus Christ. There is also a deep Trinitarianism in his view of the Incarnation. Of course, we are united to the Father in Christ and to the Holy Spirit. But Andrews also sees a particularly vital role for the Holy Spirit in the Incarnation. It is through the Holy Spirit that Christ is conceived, the Church is constituted, and Christ's presence is communicated to us in the sacraments. Bishop Andrews views, viewed participation in the divine nature as the ultimate end state of the Incarnation. Through this participation, the image of God in us that was broken at the fall was not only restored, but we are adopted into Christ and participate in and partake of the divine Trinitarian relationship through him. There are a lot of great resources by and about Bishop Andrews, uh, and particularly his theology, and we will post links to several of those resources in the show notes. Now here at Libations and Lamentations, we decided to use Lancelot and Andrew's Day as our first day for our podcast because we consider him as a patron of sorts. So now if you were to actually feast in honor of Bishop Andrews today, which you should, how would you do so? Or to be more specific, here is how AJ and I plan to feast in his honor this evening. First, I would absolutely recommend a good hearty British menu, especially if maybe the climate's getting a little cooler where you are, you know, early fall, maybe bangers or mash and, or something of that variety. And in addition, a good hearty ale, preferably of British origin. And bonus points, if your local grocery store or brewery can find you something that was made in either Chichester, Ely, or Winchester. Now, if you're feeling particularly ambitious or have a strong culinary talent or think that you might, personally, I'm not and I don't, you could try preparing a recipe from the court of King James I, at which Bishop Andrews was often present as a preacher on high feast days. However, just to warn you, the 17th century palate can sometimes be pretty different from our own, so you might want to use a little bit of discretion. We'll post a couple of sample recipes, including a description of King James's Christmas court that has some really intriguing details about food in the show notes. I would say cook at your own risk and don't blame us if your family disowns you, but the collops, which are a type of meat that is deep fried with a little bit of apples and onions, and if you're talking about an English palate, they probably would have used bacon, is probably a reasonably safe bet and would go nicely with that hearty ale Jay described. And obviously, your evening ought to conclude in worship, either through a prayer written by Andrews or from a selection of the King James Bible. 
specifically from Genesis to Kings, which Andrews led the translation teams for. And so as such, we will conclude today's bonus episode and wish you a happy Lancelot Andrews Day by praying in the words of Bishop Andrews. AJ, may the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. O Lord, calm the waters of my fear and kindle the flame of my love, that I may know you keenly and follow you faithfully, to live well and to teach well, living and dying always in your grace, Grant that in all your commandments I may never be separated from you. And so allow me that good end, which is above every gift. And if it be your will, set me a place beside you, so that with the saints I may praise you. Amen. This has been Liturgical Libations and Lamentations. We hope you will join us next time as we continue to weep and imbibe throughout the church's year.